Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in to The Scoop, uh, UNC's number one recruiting podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. This is a special commitment edition of The Scoop. All right, guys, welcome into Scoop. Appreciate you joining. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. This is presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina podcast. And you can also see us on YouTube. Uh, we upload all these podcasts to YouTube, so make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Inside Carolina's YouTube channel. Don, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just wish this rain would go away. <laughs> all right, so we have sunny skies over there. Yeah, that storm last night was crazy. We're recording on Tuesday, uh, a little bit after noon on Tuesday. Uh, big rainstorms in the area on Monday night. Okay, so we recorded a podcast last week previewing the official visits, and we had some conversations about reacting to them as well. Um, I don't know how this is going to go throughout the summer, but I, in my opinion, uh, I thought it's better to react and discuss the official visits then preview them. I think it's more to talk about. Don had a little bit of different opinion, but here we are. Um, and I think it's important to do a podcast because of the commitment. Um, UNC landed a commitment from Joel Starlings, a six foot five, 310 pound defensive lineman. He's ranked uh, number 232 in the nation, number 33 defensive lineman, number four in Virginia. He's from uh, Richmond Benedict High School. And I guess it's Joel. Is that correct, Don? Yeah. Joel. Yeah. Well, when, in basketball, we had Joel James and then Joe. So we had Joel James and then Joel Barry. So we had both of them for basketball. So I always go Joel because of Joel Barry, but Joel Starlings. Okay, Don. So uh, first of all, if you get to a little bit of, of his commitment process, I know I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but like we were, we kind of ran a, an early commitment on Sunday morning, and then it got pulled. I don't know if you want to give a little bit insight into that what happened. He eventually committed you know, 24 hours later, officially on Monday. Um, what was going on there with a little inside baseball there for what happened with that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot to it. You know, Joel had told me the news and, and then, you know, which is actually probably my fault. I know how things go, but on the I guess coming that day, there's a lot of stuff going on. He's one of six official visitors. I had a lot going on trying to get these official visitors. And then I had a kid committing and, and all that. And uh, there was, you know, I, I rushed a little bit into things. And uh, Joel kind of wanted to do things on his own time. And I fully respect that. And, uh, you know, and a lot of that is, is reaching out to the other coaches, letting them, letting them know first before it gets out there on the airwaves. And, uh, and then, you know, there's also the process of the, the graphics being put together, the videos being put together and all that sort of stuff. So he, 
officially announced it on Monday evening around six o'clock, but uh, he committed before ending his official visit to North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So we sent out a, yeah, it was a little, you know, it happens occasionally. We sent out a text alert on Sunday, but it, it yeah, all, I mean, it, I dropped it, the ball. It, you know, it's on me. Um, so, you know, yeah, move on. I ran, I had a, I ran on Instagram, on Facebook and, and Twitter and everything, but yeah. So he ultimately he just waited a little bit longer, 36 hours later committed. Um, so what on his Joel Starlings and we're going to get into the official visits later in this podcast, Joel Starlings. What's um what happened the official visit to uh, convince him to commit? Because remember, I asked you last week, you know, are there going to be any commitments? You said no, um, and there was one. What what do you think happened um, that convinced him to commit? Yeah, I think you. Know, I mean, he's a kid from Benedictine High School in Richmond, which is a a very uh, academically challenging school. Um, and also has produced a lot of recruits. You know, Chris Collins, who, who's a senior uh, edge rusher from North Carolina, went there. And UNC's recruited a bunch of other guys. And they've had a lot of um, big-time recruits come out of there. So anyway, so I think for him, North Carolina always kind of fit the profile of what he wanted in his school. And it was just a matter of spending some time there and just, I mean, you know, he kind of got sold. You know, just what he was seeing, enjoyed – enjoyed the atmosphere, enjoyed his time with the coaches, enjoyed his hosts. You know, it just felt, you know, he said right place, right time, you know, um, a week ago. Yeah. I mean, his, his intentions were to take all five of his official visits and actually take his recruitment into the football season, mostly because he was committed to Michigan for a period of time and felt like he rushed into, into that decision I, I was at his high school, I don't know, like a month ago, maybe less. And, you know, he said, hey, I don't want to rush this decision this time. I want to actually take my visit. So, yeah, I mean, um, in that situation, I mean, these are these are high school kids. They change their minds all the time. In that situation. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone would fault me for assuming that that uh, Starlings would come out of the weekend uncommitted. And I think really, you know, um, I it, it's I it's a it's a recruitment that I think North Carolina is going to have to continue to treat like an uncommitted guy just Mm -hmm. because I I think he'll keep it cool for a while, but it wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, once once have kind of finished taking those visits at some point, or or maybe he just, I mean, he definitely was solid in his decision on Sunday. And so I don't want anyone to think that he's a soft committer by any means. Um, But um yeah, you, you, you tend to look at a kid who's already rushed into one decision. Yep. And when he, when he rushes again, mm-hmm. when he had a full schedule, it kind of makes you think a little bit. But, you know, like I said, UNC fit the profile of what he wanted, and, and perhaps he's done. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I thought, having, having been in this business for a while, is, you know, when, when he already has decommitted once and then kind of, you know, spontaneously makes another decision, you, you just think that that is poised for another decommitment down the line. There's a lot of time till December signing day so it's certainly something to track you know his his twitter he ha- he posted the thousand commit a thousand percent committed with you know seven exclamation points recruitment shut down thanks to everybody who took a chance on me no interviews we done at this time um 
So thousand commit, thousand percent. It's interesting. Um, he did a bunch of interviews. Uh, well, maybe he did everything before. before. Yeah. yeah. What? Um. You know, this is not like a. You remember the Malik Hornsby situation? Yep. So this is not like that. Like where Hornsby didn't. It, UNC was not a fit for him for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. That um, was a, that a, was a Tim Brewster. That was recruit. a Tim Brewster <laughs> recruit. Uh, for Starlings, North Carolina fits for a lot of different reasons. You know, it's very close. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned the academics. I think he fits personality-wise into the campus, into the uh, football program. He, you know, he's what North Carolina wants in a defensive tackle. <clears throat> so this this fits for, yeah. for North Carolina like and his, for Joel. Seems like his parents enjoyed yeah. it, got what they mm-hmm. wanted out of it too, and they're mm-hmm. pretty academically focused. I mean, you can't get much better than 1,000% committed. You know, <laughs> maybe 1, 1 million percent. Yeah, uh, you know, 110%, you know, 200%, 1,000%, you know, love it. Um, okay, Joel L. Starlings commits to UNC. So the other schools involved was South Carolina. I know we went over the video yesterday. South Carolina. He had official visit schedule, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia. His plan was to take official visits in June to North Carolina, I'm sorry, to South Carolina, West Virginia, and then also take an unofficial visit to Oklahoma, yeah. which was going to lead to a fall official visit mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. Um, and he also had a fall official visit. Actually, it was November 19th. So it was very late in the season scheduled to UVA. UVA is really, I mean, UNC took probably its two top in-state targets from UVA. And there's just, I've talked to a lot of people. There's not a whole lot of buzz, which is super surprising to me because typically programs that change head coaches get that first year bump and UVA is just not feeling it. And there's not a whole lot of buzz um, on that program on the uh, recruiting trail, which is kind of surprising, but I guess the whole hire thing that makes sense either. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually talking with some friends about that. You know, they didn't, they didn't fire Bronco Manhall. He resigned, stepped down, retired. Yeah, so they they got the OC from Clemson. I guess name. Who is you know? What's his name? Yeah, what is his name? Um. God, this is Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott. <laughs> I knew it was an Elliott. Quick Google. Okay. Um. This is a big. I mean, how big of a commitment is this? I mean, he is. You know, you can't teach six foot five, three ten. He's a kind of a mid level four star. Uh, he'll be a it looks like he'll be a top two, four, seven recruit. Um, how big is this? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's along the defensive line, you know, we've talked a bunch in prior podcasts about, you know, just the depth, the, the talented depth North Carolina has built along the defensive line. And so Joel's commitment just continues with that trend. I mean, UNC has a, will have a ton of blue chips in their defensive line room for the next few seasons. And then, yeah, and, you know, and he seems like a very highly desired, highly, you know, pretty highly ranked guy in their footprint that, you know, we a month ago, two months ago, we may have not seen committing to UNC. And, and here we are, you know, UNC's gone in and landed a, a pretty nice player. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that, I mean, UNC still has a firm hold on Virginia. And I know that, you know, people don't want to give credit to UVA or Virginia Tech. But with them changing head coaches, there's just always the threat that one of them is able to kind of tap into that high school community, 
and generate some momentum in state and neither one of them really have. So North mm-hmm. Carolina has really just, you know, has, has used the state of Virginia to fill out his recruiting classes the past couple of seasons and, and, and landed, you know, two of the top guys already in this class. Okay. And his game, um, is he three technique? Is he nose tackle? What do you see? What does he bring his attributes? his skills, his abilities, position at UNC? So I think he could play either. I think right now he's he, he looks more like a three technique because he's yeah. like a he's a high motor kid, you know, constantly moving his hands, constantly moving his arms. You know, um, you, when you watch his film, he's overwhelming offensive linemen. Even when they get a hand on him, I mean, he's just constantly going, going, going and allows him to really kind of, um, you know, penetrate that pocket from the um, – from, from the, the middle of the offensive line. Um, so, so yeah, but I mean, could he grow into or find a nose tackle position, a better fit? I mean, I could definitely see that also because he's a big guy. There we go. Okay. Joel Starlings commits to UNC. He is the third commitment in the 2023 class following uh, Tad Hudson, the quarterback, and who's the, li- who's the offensive lineman? Nolan McConnell. From, also from Virginia. Yeah, there you go. Two Virginia uh, prospects in this class. Okay, I want to talk to you quickly about Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the official visits, the other official visitors to UNC. So stay tuned to that. We'll briefly go through the remaining uh, four or five guys that took official visits to UNC. The first, Johnny T-shirt, JohnnyT-shirt.com. Get your Father's Day gifts, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats. Get Final Four gear, baseball jerseys. Uh, football jerseys get set for the football season, tailgating season, uh, everything at Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com online and on Franklin Street, right there on Franklin Street, right by campus. A local company, uh, alumni-owned, locally-owned. Their, their warehouse is, is right there in Hillsboro. So Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. And remember, all UNC, or sorry, all Inside Crown subscribers get 10% off with the 10% discount, discount code. There's tons of premium articles now um, following all these recruiting visits, and it's just a no better time to become a subscriber. You get access to all of Don's VIP articles and weekly scoops, and you get a 10% off giant t-shirt along with tons of other perks. So make sure you check that off. Check that out. Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. National ads here. We'll come back and talk about UNC's official visits from last weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on The Scoop, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast. I'm your host, 
Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. It's presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. All right, Don, we're going to run through the official visitors. You talked to four out of the remaining five that visited. We previewed four of them last week. We didn't talk about the two that were added after that. Um, there are articles on InsideCarolina.com and on the Tar Pit premium message board on most of these guys. So check that out. We're not going to give away all the information here. We're going to briefly go through kind of just kind of an update on how the official visit went, the stats, the recruitment, but make sure to check out the articles. Don talked to four of the remaining five kids and there's articles up along with an article by Steve Wolfong and Don's weekly scoop. Don, let's start with Joshua Mickens, six foot five, 225 pound edge rusher from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, what's going on? I made some notes. I read all your articles. Um, I made some notes on here. He said UNC's number one. And, and the key with him is he's from Indiana, but his family is in North Carolina. He's got tons of families. Mom went to a and I think she's from Charlotte. And he's being recruited for the Jack position. Anything to add on Joshua Mickens' recruitment? It's kind of crazy. He's got from Indiana, you know, very favoring UNC right now. Yeah, and, I, and a lot of that has to do with the, the family connection to the state, particularly with his mother, as you mentioned. Um, you know, he had some really good things to say about – his feelings towards North Carolina and how they factor in later into his recruitment. I don't want to give away anything. Definitely read the story for the full scoop. But uh, I mean, he's, he's a guy that, that if you aren't already, you need to be monitoring for the future um, for at least the next couple of weeks to see what he does with the rest of his visits. He doesn't have any, anything else scheduled, but has tossed around, potential official visits with uh, Purdue, Southern Cal, um, who else is in there? Uh, LSU has been mentioned. Michigan State has been, uh, been mentioned. Um, so, so yeah, so definitely a guy worth monitoring. Could this be a kind of commitment watch? I mean, I, I, think, I think the story kind of will we'll answer that question for you. Okay. And Steve Wolfong, who lives in Indiana, has put in mm -hmm. a – crystal ball for UNC for Joshua Mickens, which would be crazy. And he has a great, you know, he might be the stereotypical Jack player at six foot five, 225. Um, that fits into what, um, what uh, Gene Chizik wants for that spot. Yeah. And if he does end up committing to North Carolina, we need to have Steve back on as a guest. <laughs> That'd be a big get. Okay. Joshua Mickens uh, took an official visit to UNC. No more official visits planned at this time. I'm sure there'll be some, um, from the heartland of the United States. All right, next one. Jamal Jarrett, six foot six, 350 pound defensive lineman, defensive tackle from Greensboro, Grimsley, um, ranked 277 in the nation, a big time um, prospect in state, but also has the notes I took from your article. You know, he's, you know, he has um, a lot of official visits already scheduled after the UNC official. Georgia is very much in there, along with Clemson and Auburn. Um, you know, his fan. This was a big visit for his family. What What else to add about Jamal Jarrett, who is probably one of the more prominent recruitments that our subscribers and listeners know? Yeah. So Jarrett, to me, kind of reminds me of of Starlings in a way that very impressionable. Um, but I think Starlings, though, is kind of growing tired of the recruiting process where I don't know if I've seen a recruit enjoy the recruiting process more than Jamal Jarrett. This kid definitely, if we talked about this, I think last podcast, whereas Travis Shaw 
had his whole plan. He's going to take his recruiting the distance and then was like, man, this sucks. And so he ended up taking some crucial visits and then making a decision. Jamal Jarrett, he's loving it. He's doing all the interviews. He's taking his family. His family's loving it. I mean, it's a great process to go through. I could, but I could definitely see how it would be tiring. But this is a kid who definitely loves the process. And it's going to be, I think, a little bit of a soap opera kind of following him because he's going to come out of every visit loving it. And that particular school is going to be, it's going to skyrocket in his mind at that moment. So um, there is a real possibility that we won't know what's going to happen with this kid until later on this year, which is yeah. very uncommon nowadays in recruiting. Yeah. If you followed his uh, social media over the weekend, Twitter and Instagram, it was just videos and him loving it and posting it and teasing a commitment. Ch- didn't he change something in his, in his Twitter bio or something or, or Instagram yeah, bio at I some point? To, I, I got to ask him about that. Uh, he actually, you know, this is this is one of the f- most fun kids. Like he'll call me out of nowhere, all the time. Just and, and it's just random stuff. So um, I got to ask him about that. I didn't get a chance to ask him about that. I wondered. He's not the trolling type, so I don't know what what there is with that. I, I don't. I don't. I know that there was no commitment this past weekend from him. Yeah. So definitely a roller coaster. And he's yeah. He's loving it. He's posting on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, videos, all this stuff. Um, but you got to think he'll do that on every official visit. He's got Auburn f- and on June 3rd, Georgia uh, June 10th, and Clemson uh, September 10th. That's into the season. So Clemson gets the in-season home game official visit um, for the kid uh, out of Grimsley, right down the road, hour away. You know, that, that plays a factor when you talk about your parents um, wanting to come to games. So Jamal Jarrett. So one thing I wanted to add before you jump to the next guy. Cause that's why I, I was feel I was feeling a segue here. Okay. Um, I have another was, question though. I have oh, do question. you? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Ask well, question. How many defensive linemen are they taking in this class? Do you know? <laughs> they, already, they already got one. I was just wondering. There was a couple. Yeah. Of so I think you're gonna see. I hate to throw a number out there because then people yeah. hold me to it, and then they also were like, "Oh, that number is too small." Like I could say they're gonna take a hundred defensive linemen. Someone's gonna post, "No way, they could take a hundred and one." Um. <laughs> But I think we're looking, you know, four or five ish. I get. I, I will. I will throw out there. Okay. But, Go ahead. Um, the um, oh, what the point that I was going to throw out there is one of the news that come out of the story that I posted, which trying to keep the premium content premium, but um, was the scheduling of the Clemson official visit for September. What did we say it was September tenth. Tenth. Yeah. That might seem like bad news for North Carolina, but I actually think it's good news. And I th- and here's why. I think that the longer this goes, the better that this is for North Carolina. George is a huge threat. Clemson's a huge threat. There's no doubt about that. I mean, George is a massive threat. Georgia might be the leader right now. If he were to if he had to decide right now, he might he might choose Georgia, even coming off of that North Carolina official visit. But I don't know if Georgia and Clemson are going to for lack of a better term, play games with this kid for the entire year. Or they could fill up and be like, all right, well, we got these other four-star guys because that's what we do is just land four-star defensive linemen. It's a very real possibility. So the Clemson, so the, the point that what I'm trying to make is a Clemson official visit kind of solidifies that the, the fact that he's going to take this recruitment into the season. And you know, even though North Carolina has already burned his official visit, it will easily, because he's proven in the past, he's visited North Carolina, he, he estimates over a dozen times, 
he's proven the fact that he will return to Chapel Hill. And I think, so I think North Carolina will easily be able to get him back for extended visits in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can take, he probably won't be going to Georgia, but one time and then he'll mm-hmm. return for a, a home game in September, October. To UNC yeah. And, and, and even if he goes to Georgia, you're talking about him playing on a Friday night, waking up super early Saturday morning, mm-hmm. spending the entire, I mean, it's what, what's, how far is Atlanta from, from Georgia? Well, it's going to Athens, from, but from um, Greensboro, five, five or six, five or six hours. I mean, that's that's a long drive, and then yeah. you and then you spend the night, but then you're going to have to leave Sunday. You know, whereas when you go to North Carolina, it's what it's, is it is it an hour? Is it less? Door to door, an hour. Okay, so you know, even if kickoff was noon, you you know you could leave the house at ten, spend the whole day there spend some of Sunday there and then go back home. It's, it's just a different, more relaxed experience. And those who travel a lot know there's a huge difference between an hour drive and a six hour drive on your body, on your mind and all, and, and just feeling comfortable. Yeah. It's four hours and 41 minutes right now from Grimsley high school to Athens, Georgia. Okay. There you go. Okay. Jamal Jarrett, certainly a recruitment. We will be following a lot uh, in the 2023 cycle. All right. Next one. I'm going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> Alu Watasen Balabale. Babalady. AKA AKA Big Tree. Alu Watasen. Alu Watasen Babalade. Babalade. That's easy. Last name is Babalade. Babalade. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, off with the tackle from Damatha Catholic High School in Hyattsville, Maryland, 65, 296. Um, 549 overall, 48 offensive tackle. Now, he got an Ohio State offer yeah. right yeah. before his official visit to UNC. So his recruitment is blowing up. Um, you know, I read your article about him. Check that out for premium subscribers. But he said he commit could commit in July or August. He could stay. He's getting a lot of big offers now. So what's going on with him after speaking with him, Don? Yeah, so the Ohio State offer really kind of muddies the waters here. And I, and mm-hmm. I don't know what happens, especially since they um, – uh, they're probably going to get an official visit um, from him. Um, he has such a weird, like North North Carolina, Rutgers, South Carolina, Ohio State. I think Pitt's in there a little bit. Michigan's in there a little bit. Maryland's in there. It's just as to that's his geography. He's from you know he's from the Mid Atlantic. He's from yeah. kind of Big Ten territory, kind of now. Yeah, yeah, and I guess well, I guess Rutgers is the one that really kind of just stands out but i i guess they're yep. they've been doing pretty well on the recruiting trail so so how did the how did the official visit go what, what was the major take yeah i mean it, it went you know it went as well as can be expected you know i mean he had a lot of positive things to say i'm not gonna <laughs> go detailed for detail or give his exact quotes but uh, i mean he said some things that when you read it will sound pleasing to the unc fans ears let's say that so go. um yeah but i mean i i think this is I don't know if this we have we see a path here yet on what's going to happen. Yeah, it seems like his recruitment's heating up, and that might extend his recruitment deeper into the summer and into the fall. Um, okay, big tree. Let's move on here. Uh, Lewis Carter, linebacker out of Tampa Catholic High School in Tampa, Florida, six foot, two hundred pounds. Uh, honestly, the highest ranked kid that visited this weekend. Uh, number one, 16 in the nation, number eight linebacker in the nation, uh, recruited by Tommy Thigpen and has connections also with Gene Chiswick, uh, his, his, I read your article. 
his high school coaches um, were coached by Gene Chizik, uh, I think at Auburn. Or yes. Some, or somewhere yeah, else. The, yeah. The first time that Chizik, because Chizik was before he was head coach, defensive um, coordinator. He was defensive coordinator there. Gotcha. Um, you know, and this, this seems like a little bit more wide open recruitment. A Florida mm-hmm. kid is going to have uh, interest from other schools. What's going on with Lewis Carter? Yeah. So as you kind of alluded to, this is, I think this race is still kind of being defined. You know, he hasn't really narrowed it down, never came out with a top schools list. You know, he basically, you know, North Carolina offered him in February. He quickly established a great relationship with Tommy Thigpen. It made him want to make a visit to North Carolina. Couldn't do the unofficial during the spring. So the first opportunity he had, he took an official visit. He scheduled an official visit. And so this is more about not a kid who's kind of settling with his recruitment and going and kind of finishing this step and then going to the next. This is more about, I need to get to see North Carolina. And so, you know, we don't know what's on play. I, I talked to a bunch of people, you know, kind of get an idea, you know, the one school he did not mention to me, um, but there's a bunch of stuff about him with Florida. And apparently it seems like they might be a little bit of a wild card. I think Florida has offered him, but the, the thing is, is it seems like there's a little bit of slow playing involved. They're trying to, I guess, see what's going on um, with um, uh, with some other targets that they probably have ranked higher. Um, but um, but that's, I guess, a potential kind of um, X factor there. But I mean, yeah, like like I said, I think that that we don't know exactly who the main competition is here yet in this recruitment. Okay. Lewis Carter, something to monitor, but it doesn't seem like it's one that's going to be um, going to happen anytime soon. Here, okay. Next one is next one is a guy that you have not talked to yet. Um, yes, you know Don talked. I to talked him. to him very, very briefly. Oh, supposed to? Yeah, I mean, it was more like, yeah, it went well. Yeah. Can we talk later? Well, let's get his and name out there. Talk- let's get his name out there. Lath Gonham. I, I believe so. I know his first name is Gate Lath. Lath, yeah, um, and, and we didn't preview this guy in the last podcast. Uh, I think it was him and Lewis uh, and Lewis Carter. We didn't preview we're it. We're added late, and therefore we didn't preview them in the previous podcast. But this is a uh, inside um, offensive lineman, six foot five, two eighty, from Charleston, West Virginia. Um, not ranked in the composite yet, um, but has offers from UNC, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Cincinnati, a couple other schools. So, anything else you want to add about his recruitment? Yeah, so the thing with him is that he he just started picking up scholarship offers, or I guess serious scholarship offers in April, and uh, North Carolina was part of an unofficial visit tour in I believe May, maybe it was maybe it was April, um, where he visited a bunch of Carolina schools. UNC was one of them. Um, made it back there. He, do you know um, George Washington High School in Charleston, West Virginia? Does that ring a bell ryan switzer yes so ryan for those who don't know ryan switzer's father is a photographer specifically he does a lot of um the high school uh scene there in that area and lives i'm, I'm assuming really close to that high school so he's, he's i think he does almost all of their games so the families the two families are, are pretty close that gives north carolina a little bit of a of an in uh but i did ask him about that and he really strongly downplayed that having any sort of impact on him. You know, the, the thing about West Virginia, inst- they well, one, the state doesn't produce a whole lot of, of um, 
big time recruits, but um, definitely a very, very strong pull. I guess maybe pressure is probably a better idea. Pressure to stay in state and play for WVU. And I remember uh, because I became friends with, uh, with Ryan's dad that after Ryan committed to UNC, it, there was a lot of backlash. They, there was the belief that some certain awards didn't go Ryan's way because he was going out of state and had turned his back on, on the home state school and a lot of other things that kind of went into play with that. So I imagine that Laith is feeling some pressure to kind of stay in state. So you got to watch out for West Virginia with this one. Do you know the last player to commit to UNC from West Virginia? Was um, that – is it Sean Davis? Not Sean Davis. Sean – Mm-mm. There was a, there was a defensive lineman from West Virginia that committed who decommitted. Mm, I don't remember that one. I was thinking Billy Ross. Yeah, this the, the one I'm talking about is more re- recent than Billy Ross. I don't remember that one at all. He was committed for like a month. He committed during a June official visit, and then by the end of the summer, God, what was the kid's name? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Let's get out of here, guys. Uh, quick little pod. Just wanted to make sure we get. Um, well, can I once? Can I plug the um, weekly scoop? Yes. Yeah, so Don just posted a weekly scoop, and I, mean, I guess I guess it's your chance to kind of explain. I briefly read it before we went on. You're not doing a, a top fifty this year, this summer. Yeah. Um, in so the go, past. So, so what? What is? What is it? The whole thing. All right. So it's just the inst- uh, top top twenty five in state. Um, players your rank your rankings of the top 25 players in the state of north carolina you usually do a top 50 yes i've been doing a top 50 for ever probably since i started inside carolina so we're probably talking about 15 years it's and it's something that people in their parents basement wait every (laughs) every summer for the top 50 don callahan's north carolina top 50 i mean how much better can you get that so yeah i mean Beyond the top 25, I mean, and we've known this, it, it just, it just wasn't, it was, it was a lot of time. And for you and for inside Carolina's purposes, did make a lot of sense to spend a lot of time, but typically in the past, there's been a week or two where it, the recruiting cycle died down enough to where we can kind of throw this all out there. And I had plenty of time beforehand to do all the necessary um, work to put it together. It just didn't happen this cycle. We talked about different uh, alternatives. We actually talked about delaying it until July because July probably would be a little bit of a, of a, a lull period. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we just figured, you know, just just cut it to 25, roll with it with that. Um, that. Believe it or not, there are a lot of people who enjoy the fact that I, I go to 50. And I think some of it is because they like seeing they're, they're in the high school community Mm-hmm. And they like seeing, okay, this kid's getting some recognition from the, the school I coach at or the school I coach against or a kid I know from Pop Warner and that sort of thing. So um, that's where the, the, I guess, the, the value is. And then also those sort of kids don't get a whole lot of attention um, media-wise. And so yeah. they recognize it and they appreciate it. No, I think Maybe it's cool. Ross. I think it's cool. I think it makes you kind of the expert on it shows you're the expert of, of all North Carolina recruiting, which is, um, you know, not just UNC stuff. You, you have a expert view on the whole state in terms of the talent and, and prospects in the state. So I think it's cool. And you would do it. You would release 10 every week for five mm-hmm. weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think a lot there was a couple of people who would complain about it. it felt like we were doing click 
clickbait sort of stuff. But in reality, we were just trying to have fun with it. And it's just, I mean, it took me a long time to just write the, the 25. I mean, it took me all week, you know, working a lot on it. Um, so it's just a lot to kind of do those write-ups, rewatch the film and all that sort of stuff. And, um, but also just to kind of have fun. Um, and, you know, when we would actually break down the top 10, we would go, I think it was like every 30 minutes release, you know, start from 10 and then release nine and then all that. And I think what people appreciate it this year, it's a little bit of chalk, but in prior years, you know, my number one didn't always match up with what, what everybody else's number ones were. And I try yeah. to make sure I, I just thought outside the box with, with a lot of my decisions. And I almost did this time, but I didn't, I you know, I'm not going to reveal who I gave my number one, but it won't be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. All right, so check out uh, Don's weekly scoop this week, the uh, top 25 in the class of uh, in North Carolina class of 2023. Uh, instead of coming out every week, it's going to be right now in the weekly scoop. Check out all the interviews uh, for premium subscribers on all the official visits. There's one with Jamal Jarrett. There's the interview with Joel Starlings after his commitment. There's an analysis article by Brian Doan, our friend Brian Doan, along with articles with a couple of the visitors. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening to this podcast. Check out Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us. It's really easy. Click the five-star ranking, leave a comment, review, and then subscribe to Inside Carolina YouTube page. You'll get, um, when you subscribe and get the alerts, you get, you know, automatically know when we go live and things like that. All right, guys, Don, anything else? No, I just appreciate your time as always, Ross Martin. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, appreciate it. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.